Roll that beautiful beam footage. Hey, what's up, everybody? This is the welcome walking, walking. Oh my gosh! Son of a going off the rails. (laughs) (laughs) Just keep it rolling. Just keep it rolling. This is the Walking Together podcast. This morning we are hanging out with Kyle, John, Nick, and myself, Jordan, and uh, we're just four non-velocity pastors hanging out, um, talking about all kinds of random things. This morning we're going to talk about the gospel. What? What is your initial uh, definition, I guess, of what the gospel uh, is? Yeah, so this this conversation kind of kicked off. Uh, I got a I got a discipleship group that meets on Tuesday mornings. Sorry, that was rough. My bad, guys. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. I got a discipleship group that meets on Tuesday mornings, and we we threw out the question, "What is the gospel?" And um, you get all kinds of different answers from different people. So that's kind of where that started. So what were some of the examples of a definition uh, of that the life and teachings of Jesus was one of the was one of the answers um, and then there was like the well let's, the let's start obvi- there like to me just first thing that comes to mind that is true but that's more not saying what the gospel is that's more saying that's not what the gospel is that's more of a definition of how it's lived out. Mm-hmm. It's an example that, that right. Christ set for us <clears throat> of how to live as a believer, but it's not the gospel. Right? Yeah, but not the like, definition. Like when you say what is the gospel, I think about what it what it did, what it does, not well, what it is. Right. So the thought process in throwing that question out was for us to kind of dissect and talk about when we are presenting the gospel to somebody what are we intentional to communicate about so what does gospel mean so that was the uh, that was the first answer that came out it was like the super cliche good the news. gospel means the good news right so what's the great. good news it's the good news but what's the good news exactly i mean i mean but that's the what, first what place the to start those like dictionary it's, it's news of definition of gospel gospel is the gospel. euangelion oh euangelion anyhow you're just gonna leave us hanging there in that uh, <laughs> well, like, strange tongue. <laughs> it's Greek. If you don't translate, it's not legitimate. So come on, right? Well, it literally means good news. Like that is the direct, and so it just goes to show, like that's not. There is more to than just the life and teachings of Jesus. Mm-hmm. Like it's first off, it's good. It's not bad. It's uh, salvation. Right, that's that's the good news, and that the Messiah has come, mm-hmm. and is something to be proclaimed. So yeah, the, lots of begs so many questions. Yeah, what say saved from what? Um, you know, there, there's <laughs> fire and brimstone for, for somebody who's never heard the gospel before. Right, you can't just make it that. Right. Yeah. So the definition Churchy. of saying the life and teachings of Christ is more of a definition of what the the gospels in the Bible, what the books are, not what the gospel is to me. You know, that definition is talking more about Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, the books, like what are in the books, but not so much of the reason I like good news is because it makes you think about, well, what's then what is the good news or what is good about it? Right. Why do we need it? Right. Mm -hmm. 
So that's something that uh, I may have mentioned it before on here already. I don't remember. But just even in how we um, talk about the gospel, like how we evangelize, how we go about talking to people about Jesus. Is it the fire insurance of being saved from hell or is it the goodness and the sweetness so we like, of, we dove into Jesus. that conversation Tuesday too just the the um you know there's there's a false gospel right the and and the the word warns us against many false gospels that will come yeah uh, and then you look at Paul's writings to the churches and to Timothy and and he's warning against false gospel he's going remember the gospel that I told you, well, what you're doing is not that. So, right. <laughs> so right. uh, go back to what it is. Yep. Uh, and I think that when you when we present the gospel in in just saying, you know, it's the the good news of what Christ did on the cross, then people go, why is it good news that Christ went to the cross? Right. And they go, what you know, salvation. Why do I need to be saved? What you know, there's like so many begged questions. Yeah. From a non-believer who. Uh, yeah, I think first you you got to understand why you even needed a savior before you can understand that it's good news. Because if you tell right. somebody if if, if you the, tell somebody it's it's just the good news and that Jesus Christ came to save you, well, what did I need saving for? What if I don't even realize? that I'm a sinner or even know what sin is or right. And then there's, and then there's a watered down gospel of Jesus went to the Christ, went to the cross to be the ultimate sacrifice. That's, that's true, but it's lacking because there's so much, why there's so much more there. Um, when you know, when you look at the whole scope of the Bible and you understand who we were meant to be and for what, and then the fall of man and and the whole redemption story, um, that's not a you, you can't elevate or speech the gospel, right? Yeah, yeah, because that's the thing is once you know the gospel, like it it does it's it's got to be lived out. But you're right, Nick. Like the thing is, is I mean, even Kenny Chesney said it right. I believe most people are good. If what was that Kenny Chesney? Didn't he also have barbecue stain on his white T-shirt? Oh, he did. Girl. That, yeah, that was. I think Luke Bryan sings that song. Oh yeah, it was Luke Bryan. Anyway, I, I think Kenny Chesney. <coughs> I don't trust a messy eater. <laughs> you almost made me spit my coffee out. <laughs> but, but yeah, most people do believe they're good, right? Like because. So why why do you need good news? But the cool thing is, is if you take somebody through the Ten Commandments. Most people don't even know what the Ten Commandments are, right? Or can't even say all of them. But they think, you know, well, I don't, I don't murder anybody. I don't. I only lie on occasion. Yeah, so I'm pretty good. So even even there though, going going through the Ten Commandments, like it does. I mean, you talk about lying and and lust and the things that come out on the Ten Commandments. I mean, you look at like uh, what's the guy's name that <clears throat> is on YouTube always doing that? Ray uh, Comfort. Ray Comfort, right? He, that's his thing. He goes yeah. out and he goes, well, let's go through just, you know, a few of the Ten Commandments real quick. And he, like, just paints a picture for somebody in that. But even in that, then it, you, you're you going to run into the argument of, well, who made up those rules? And why, do they, why are they important for me? Right. And, you know, 
uh, I think it's important to start at the beginning with, with everything. Yeah. Well, what if you don't have that time, you know, like how, how can you present a, a concise type gospel presentation to somebody, you know, if you might only have 15, 20 minutes of somebody's life, you know, to, to be in, cause you, you might not, we might not always have the time. Obviously relationship is the best way to do that, to, to, to have a friendship with somebody right. and be able to spend time and, you know, Hey man, let's go for coffee every morning or once a week or whatever. But well, what if you're on, you know, on a plane with somebody <clears throat> or, you know, right. And that's what Bobby talks about all the time too. Is like, it's, it's a heavy matter to communicate eternity in 30 minutes. That's why Sunday is so important uh, for all of us. But I mean, it is for everybody because we all get that opportunity. Yeah. We all have that opportunity to communicate eternity in 30 minutes. And so I think that's a good place to start is knowing that like there is a space outside of time and space. <laughs> and it's, you know, what happens after you die. And I guess that's why, you know, heaven and hell are used a lot as the quote unquote scare tactic. But we're also seeing that that doesn't, I don't know if it has worked for y'all, but that's not really worked <laughs> for me whenever I've tried to communicate the gospel to somebody. Mm-hmm. Because you, you can't really scare people into heaven. Um, so that's why I came to that question of, uh, you know, do we use the gospel as fire insurance for people? Or do we tell them about the goodness of Jesus and what he actually came to do? Yeah, I mean, I think it's got to be, it's got to be a, a combination of the two, I think, because, yeah. I mean, even Jesus, even Jesus referenced uh, what's going to happen to people that, that choose to not yeah, I believe believe and follow in him. Right. Jesus you know, talked so, about So negating that and, and pretending like that's not No, not not negating gonna, it, but yeah. just not it letting, not being the focus. Right. Because it wasn't the focus of Jesus' teachings, however right. it was a part of it. Absolutely. So how do you yeah, so how do you balance that out? Because you you get you know, you get you get the, the extremes of you got the people, the I call them the 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 corner of the street, you know, evangelist with the signs, you know, turn or burn or, you know, whatever. And, you know, I, I think rarely does that, is that effective with people? Um, however, however, you got to be careful, like what John said of watering it down. And then, and then you got to, then you have a handful of people that have a false, a false security of their salvation. Like they, they think they're saved because they've gone to church or they're, they, they're quote unquote good people and do good things and you know, all these kinds of things. And you know, you're kind of covered because uh, Jesus did die for the sins of the world. However, you haven't made him your own personal savior. And well, Jesus's message was repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Yeah. Right. So every, you know, from the, from the point that he left temptation in the wilderness on his message was the kingdom. Yeah. So he was always preaching repentance, and repentance is not just confession of sin. Right. It's turning from right a life of sin to following Christ. Right. Um, and I think that even that 
um, you know, without a full understanding, um, you know, obviously there's sanctification. We, we grow yeah. in understanding just like kids grow in understanding in the things of the world and, and grow physically. Um, but if you're, if you're just left with the surface level and you go to a, well, what does it mean to follow Christ? What does it mean to abandon these things right. and to take up my cross and follow him? What is, and, and two, just thinking about Jesus's mission was preaching to the Jews. So yes, he had inter- interactions with Gentiles along the way, um, but his primary mission was the Jews. Right. Um, and then... And then he called out Paul to take the word to the Gentiles right. and the disciples. So um, it's, uh, you know, re- just keeping all of that stuff in context and, and thinking about, well, what was it that Jesus preached? Jesus preached kingdom. He, he preached, um, you know, blessed are those who are poor in spirit, for they will inherit the kingdom of heaven. Like the, yeah. those who are desperate for more of him. Uh, he was speaking to the heart of man in in the things that he spoke. So it was uh, meeting somebody with where they're at is a huge part of sharing the gospel with people. Right, you know, like you were talking about, you know, what comes after life? Asking a simple question like that: you know, what, what do you believe comes like when you when when you take your last breath? What do you think happens? Yeah, um, understanding what understanding they're starting from gives yeah. gives you a good starting point as to. Where, how you can meet them where they're at and walk walk through the mud with them, because uh, because like me for example, like I grew up in church and I could answer all the Bible questions, right. like and I was I was like a little mini Bible scholar, <laughs> you know, but yeah. but I had no real understanding of any of it until God opened my eyes to the truth of what the Spirit being released right. on the cross was, right? Because that's the thing, man. Is there's a lot of atheists who know their Bible a lot better than a lot of Christians. I mean, I was just reading a comic strip this morning that was, I mean, just kind of pointed out all the things in religion, religions that really just leave a bad taste in the mouth of culture. And so that's kind of the perception that we have. Um, but that's the thing is, yeah, you, people know the answers or the quote-unquote Christian answer, and so you have to and that was that was the other conversation that kicked off in this was like ninety nine point nine nine percent of the time in America when you engage a person with the gospel it's not the first time they've heard the gospel right air quoted yeah 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 um, they've they've heard about Jesus before ninety nine point nine nine percent of the time unless you're yeah. like in the middle of nowhere and these people are like com- living in a cave right um, so what do you communicate and why. I think to Ephesians, right? I think to, uh, you know, Paul in Ephesians 1, the way he laid out the gospel in Ephesians 1 and 2, um, telling people they were dead in their trespasses and sins. Mm-hmm. Like, and then, you know, explain what that is. Like, I'm not dead. <laughs> you know, right, I, I think right. I process, I, I'm walking in this life, I'm alive. And you're, but your spirit is dead. Um, but... Through Christ, 
were seated with him in the heavenly places, you've been made alive in Christ through the power of the Holy Spirit. Uh, the same power that rose Jesus from the dead lives in a believer. Right. Um, that, that's a different thing. So the rest of the world operates on, I take in knowledge, head knowledge, whether it be Bible scripture or, right. or Oprah, <laughs> right. you, know, you know, like I, I take in this knowledge and, or, or the government. Yeah. I, I take right. in this knowledge of, of what seems right to me. I make a decision and I go in that way. And the word says that that way ends in death. Yeah. So, uh, the only difference is between life and death is the spirit. Right. And, um, if, if we can't communicate that well to a non-believer, then they're left with a work salvation. And, yep. um, and then you end up with a whole lot of false gospels. Yeah. Branching out of that. Yeah. And that's the thing, because you're right. It, so did y'all know that there's three words for life in Greek? No. You have <laughs> you have bios, suke, and uh zoe. So bios is like your biological life, right? Your suke is like the vitality, so like living life to the fullest. Uh carpe diem kind of idea. Zoe, did I already say Zoe? Nope. Okay, Zoe is spiritual life. All right, so there's three Greek words for life. There's one Greek word for death, and and that's Thanatos. So like Thanos. Anyway, um, but yeah, Thanatos, and it literally means death awaiting destruction. So like death awaiting hell, death awaiting uh, annihilation. So, yeah, basically. But that's the thing, though, is so we've been studying John in not Pastor John. <laughs> we've been we've been like <clears throat> we've been hiding in the bushes, following John around, studying him. Sorry, it's, it's getting weird in here. <laughs> Man, we were watching you all morning. <laughs> uh, but no, in Coastline, we've been studying the book of John. And uh, we, we were in uh, chapter 8 and uh, actually just finished it up. But the thing is, is um, let's see. Can I read part of it to you? Please. All right. Let me get to it. Okay. So this is when Jesus was talking to the Pharisees and Jews gathered around in the temple after um, the Pharisees brought the woman caught in adultery. Ooh, okay. It's one of my favorite stories. So there's actually an interesting part about that. It's actually not in most manuscripts, but it's still, a, I think it explains a lot of what happens in John 8. So they're talking to Jesus, and they keep saying how Abraham is their father and how they were basically Jews uh, and the promised children. Like, they have salvation, but Jesus keeps calling them uh, the, <laughs> the children of Satan. And it's because he said, if you, if you were Abraham's children, you'd be doing the things that Abraham did. Yet you're not. You're trying to kill me. So he's like, you know, you're, <clears throat> you're liars, you're murderers, uh, and that describes Satan himself. And so they can, uh, they accuse him of having a demon and everything. And it's John chapter eight is a really interesting uh, section. 
Um, let's see. But it says, picking up in 48. The Jews answered him, Are we not right in saying that you are a Samaritan and have a demon? Jesus answered, I do not have a demon, but I honor my father and you dishonor me. Uh, yeah, I do not seek my own glory. There is one who seeks it, and he is the judge. Truly, truly, I say to you, if anyone keeps my word, he will never see death. So that's the Thanatos. If he keeps my word, he will never see death. The Jews said to him, now we know that you have a demon. Abraham died, as did the prophets. Yet you say, if anyone keeps my word, he will never taste death. Are you greater than our father Abraham who died and the prophets who died? Who do you make yourself out to be? Jesus answered, If I glorify myself, my glory is nothing. It is my Father who glorifies me, of whom you say he is our God. But you have not known him. I know him. If I were to say that I do not know him, I would be a liar like you. But I do know him, and I keep his word. Your father Abraham rejoiced that he would see my day. He saw it and was glad. So the Jews said to him, You are not yet fifty years old, and you've seen Abraham? Jesus said to them, Truly, truly, I say to you, before Abraham was, I am. So they picked up stones to throw at him. But Jesus hid himself and went out of the temple. So he's already spoken to him about the Zoe life. I mean, you got to think, whenever we say life, we typically only think of it one way. But because there were specific words in Greek, they knew exactly what he was talking about. Because he was saying, instead of just saying life, he was saying Zoe. And they knew that to mean spiritual life. But the thing is, is like I said, there's only one Greek word for death, and it points out how... You know, whenever you have spiritual life, there is no death, right? Because there's no word for spiritual death. There's only a word for spiritual life. In other words, you don't, you don't even experience death. So it's like what they were saying, you know, you don't taste death if you keep his word. And that word is the good news, right? And so that would... That, to me, kind of sums up the gospel, but the how to share it is still, I guess, what we're talking about, right? Yeah, I think that, um, I think I, that speaks to why we don't dumb down the gospel, why, don't, right. why we don't water things down, is because that's simple enough for a child to understand. Right. Um, it, they may not be in a place to hear it, right? Um, but it's a simple enough message for a child to understand. That's kind of what... I, the conclusion that I came to is that we... Um, we talk about the death of Christ on the cross and the sacrifice of Christ's body on the cross, but we don't talk about why a lot of times in American church. So right. you get half of the story and you leave out the most important part is that we were dead, not physically. And it wasn't, right. it wasn't the required animal sacrifice that was the problem. It was that our spirit was dead and we were disconnected from the Father. And through Jesus releasing his own spirit to us, he put us back into the image of God. So that when we stand in front of him at the end of our lives, he doesn't say, depart from me for I never knew you. Because what stands in front of him is what he created it to be. You were brought into this world alive and there's only one way to get out alive. (laughs) That's right. Get yep. you the chopper. <laughs> but that's why I always go back to that uh, uh, that verse too. You know, I've, I've come to give life and life abundant. The thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. Thanatos. But I've come to give life. And not just ordinary, plain old Jane old life. Not bios life, but 
eternal life. physical i mean not physical uh spiritual eternal life at zoe but yeah the how to share that something that i think a lot of people are worried about is being rejected or somebody not accepting christ on the spot i think that is the main reason that most people don't do something in that 30 minutes Well, do you think that's, you know, part of where the sinner's prayer came from? Yeah. Make it easy. So you think that's a good thing? No. That's uh, that's been interesting because I was I was raised up in that culture, right? And I was I was raised up in that understanding of. Christianity and that we we as long as we confess with our mouth that Jesus is Lord and that Christ was raised from the dead right that we're gonna experience eternity in heaven um, but it was more than that right what well, but it's wrapped up in that first sentence you know if you're actually going to call him Lord then that means you got to right you know because uh, people who so read that read that passage you get uh I'll try to find it. Let's say I can't remember it. It's uh, Romans, because it's in the Romans road. But that's the thing is like we've made we've watered it down and made it to where it's super easy to quote unquote get saved, right? But it's it's so much more than that. It, it's, well, it, it 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 is easy to get saved, but it's not just a a proclamation and that's right. It. I mean, you sound like Michael Scott, right? I declare bankruptcy. Please tell me y'all know what I mean. No, I don't watch The Office. Ugh. Sorry, but uh, when you guys were talking about um, the the thing that always comes to my mind on you know I think I think the gospel is it, it's simple, but there is a lot of there's a lot of variables to it. You know, it's yeah. not just one thing. And I think for my in my personal experience, the thing that um, I didn't even, I didn't recognize it at first on what was happening and why I was drawn to it. But the thing about the gospel that, that, that drew me to it, I mean, I do know some people that were literally scared to go to hell. And so they, 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 they called upon the name of Jesus because they were afraid to go to hell. Yeah. You know, like Gary Cavanaugh is one of those. He, 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 part of his testimony, he was laying in bed. When I, he grew up, he grew up a quote unquote Christian and going to school, all, you know, going, yeah. going to church all the time and everything. But he, he said that he like woke up and sweating one night, terrified because he rec, he, re, he realized that even though he was, he grew up going to church and doing all these things that he, he, he needed that. He hadn't made Jesus his personal savior. Right. And, uh, you know, he had said that sinner's prayer before, but it wasn't everything, anything that he internalized and made it real for himself. Um, but anyways, so for me, what, what drew me close to God and to the, you know, to the gospel was that, um, that I was, I was, I was at a point in my life to where I didn't feel like I, I had a purpose or that, that I didn't, you know, I just, I just felt like I just didn't have a purpose and I, and I'm, and so I got. I had, you know, I tried, I guess, doing a couple of different things just to, to feel fulfilled in life, you know, and just get fulfillment and, and, um, and I, 
I remember just thinking, I'm like, well, you know, there's a lot of people that, that follow God and, and, and follow Jesus. And I had grown up going to church, but you know, I, I, I prayed one, one, one time and I was just like, all right, God, well, if Jesus is the way show me, um, and I started seeking that out and what ended up happening and I didn't realize it until, you know, later on what actually happened. But, you know, God, I believe at that moment that God, um, that God put his spirit inside of me and, and I, I, I received, uh, I received that part of our purpose that we were created to be in, 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 in unity with God, like our spirit and his spirit all together. And that's what I was missing. I was missing that, that unity of our spirits, of his spirit being in, inside of me. And, um, and, and the, 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 the feeling of fulfillment that I received after that was something that, that can't be taken away, you know, that, that, you know, you can seek out all these different purposes and all these different things that will give you pleasure or make you feel fulfilled in life. And all those things are temporary. And the, the thing that, that God did for me and, and, and seeking him and, and accepting Jesus as my, my savior, that he died on the cross so that I could, I could come back into relationship with God because I was living my life separated from him, doing my own thing, being my own God, essentially. And, you know, yeah, I was having moments of temporary pleasure, but man, I was so miserable because I was separated from God, which I was created to be in relationship with him. Right. And, and that's what the gospel was for me, that it was, it wasn't necessarily this thing that I got that Jesus died for my sins so that I don't go to hell, which is part of the gospel. But, but Jesus died on the cross so that I could become, I could, I could become one with God, um, you know, through him, through, through that sacrifice that, that his spirit could become inside of me. And, um, and that, that I could remain in him. Yeah. Um, but there's a lot more to that. Um, one of the, one of the parallels, uh, that came to mind of last week was, um, in, in, um, John 15, where it talks about the vine and the branches. Yeah. Um, you know, it talks about remaining in me, but then it was, then it goes on later in the chapter of talking about, um, if, if you obey my commandments, you will, you will, you will basically show that you love me by obeying my commandments. And, and that's always been something important for me too. On like, okay, if if God, if God sent His Son Jesus to die on the cross for me, and it was this crazy sacrifice, which you know it talks about, um, you know, rarely will somebody die for a good for a for a good person, but for a bad person, no one will die. And it and and in Romans it says that even when we were enemies of God, He died for us still, um, and. And for me, like thinking about, man, if somebody died for me, like the, your automatic response would be like, dang, like that's a big deal. Like I've got to figure out what in the heck, why he did that. And, and I owe that person my life. And even if I don't understand it, like, you know, let's just say if you, you know, you jumped in front of a bullet for me, like, dude, I like, I'm going to, whatever you say for the rest of your life, if you want, or if you need, like, like, all right, Kyle, like you got it, bud. Like I'll do it, you know? And, you know, to think about, like, even though we may not understand it, like, the, the commandments that God has given us, like, they're for our good. Right. You know, he died for us to save us from eternal separation from him and being, you know, being spiritually dead. 
but it's it's also so much more than that. It's for our for our good here. Like in in John fifteen, it goes on and saying, "I've told you these things so that your joy may be full and your joy may be complete." And that's talking about lifely, you know, earthly on here joy, you know, not just happiness, but just joy. Right. And it's crazy. There's so much to it. It's not you can't you can't explain it. You can't explain the complexity of the gospel in in five fifteen minutes. Like there's so much to it. It's crazy. I mean, it's it's a whole book. You can't <laughs> you can't read the whole book in fifteen minutes. But it does go back to what you said, though. Like it, it is so simple that, I mean, kids can understand. Yeah, you know, but it's, it's yeah, very it, complex are, yet it's simple. Yeah, I, I think the why why I wanted to bring that conversation up was I wanted people to, to think about. First off, what am I saying and why am I saying it? Right. But, but then also, understand that it's the work of the Holy Spirit in yeah. a person that salvation comes from. Um, it's not the words that we say. It's right. not It's not any anything we can do in our own strength. It's the Holy Spirit opening that person's eyes and, and spiritually opening their ears to hear the gospel message because they can't hear it outside of him. Uh, right. Did you find the verse? I, I did, yeah. So I, I kind of actually went back a little bit. I went to... Uh, the ending of Romans nine, um, and I'm going to read for a second, but, um, but starting in verse 30, it says, what shall we say then that Gentiles did not pursue righteousness? Oh, sorry. That Gentiles who did not pursue righteousness have attained it. That is a righteousness that is by faith, but that Israel who pursued a law that would lead to righteousness did not succeed in reaching that law. Why? Because they did not pursue it by faith, but as if, it were based on works. They have stumbled over the stumbling stone, as it is written. Behold, I am laying as Zi- laying in Zion a stone of stumbling, a rock of offense, and whoever believes in him will not be put to shame. And then, in, starting in verse ten, I mean in chapter ten, it says, "Brothers, my heart's desire and prayer to God for them is that they might be saved." And he's talking about the Jews right here. <laughs> he's, he's just, he just talked about. That the Gentiles had received it, and then he's he's going, my brothers, my my heart's desire and prayer to God for them is that they may be saved. For I bear I bear them witness that they have a zeal for God, but not according to knowledge. For being ignorant of the righteousness of God and seeing the and seeking to establish their own, they did not submit to God's righteousness. For Christ is the end of the law for righteousness to everyone who believes. Uh, for Moses writes about the righteousness that is based on the law that the person who does who does the commands the commandments shall live by them but the righteousness based on faith says do not say in your heart who will ascend into heaven that is bring Christ down or who will descend into the abyss that is to bring Christ up from the dead but what does it say the word is near you in your mouth and in your heart that is the word of faith that we proclaim because if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. So he's 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 saying he's he's contrasting the failure of the Jews to live up to this impossible standard of the commandments. And and they're completely missing the the concept of of walking by faith with the Gentiles on the opposite end of the spectrum who have no knowledge of the Scripture at that point. Mm. 
and and are strictly walking by faith. And he's like, and he's and he's saying these Gentiles have received salvation through the Spirit, and these Jews who had all the head knowledge and the law and and the prophets and and an understanding of all of this, those are the ones that I'm praying for salvation for because they missed it. It's by faith. It's by grace through faith that we're right. saved, um, and it's just—I mean—that's that's the gospel to me. Is like you know, to to this world, to the people that we would we would share Christ with, if if we just teach them a bunch of rules and a checklist of things to do, and and you know, this is what a life of a good Christian looks like, then we then we miss it, right? Um, and and they're left with this work salvation that they'll never be able to obtain. Um, and then they they leave feeling defeated, but if you if you present the gospel to the the good news of the gospel to them, and that their spirit was dead, but they've been made alive in Christ, and now their connection with the Father is restored, and then they start to learn to hear God's voice and walk by faith into the things that the Spirit's leading them into. Now it's the living, active Word inside their life that is their salvation, and it, and it becomes belief. Their faith becomes belief as they take steps. Um, towards the things that the spirits are le- spirits leading them to, mm-hmm. um, and that's a salvation that changes. That's a faith that changes our actions. Right. So, so then what comes as a result is the works that are talked about in Romans. Yeah. There's a and John. Everybody's heard John three sixteen for God so loved the world, gave His one and only Son. So at the end, uh, heading down further, it talks about. Um, you know, evil seek the darkness, and they love the darkness. But in verse 21, it says, Anyone who lives by the truth comes to the light, so that his works may be shown to be accomplished by God. Yeah. Um, and I like that. That stuck out to me recently. Shown to be accomplished by God. So if we if we come to the light and seek the light, it will produce a good work. But it's not just a good work that creates the righteousness. It's a good work that that will be shown to be accomplished by God, not by ourselves. Right. Um, it's the Spirit's work inside of us that creates that good work, not on our own. Right. Uh, because we are seeking the light. It's like it's like a organic reaction that happens. We seek the light. We come into the light. We, you know, we, we receive the gospel, and it creates a good work inside of us, and, and, it, and, it, and it's God's Spirit that creates that good work inside of us, not not just us under our own power doing that checklist. Right. Yeah, that goes back to Ephesians too. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and the grace you've been saved through faith and this is none of your own works. Yeah. Well, there's so many like so and no one can both. James talks about faith and works. Right. You know? Um so there's there there's a yeah, there's so much to it. But that's that <clears throat> yeah. what you were just talking about the, you know, that that it's it's bringing glory and honor to the Father. Those works were done by him. Yeah, not by us, and right. it's just through obedience. It's just it's yep. just us following him. It just happens. It's yeah. not it's not something that you try to do. It's just something that you follow God, and and those things just automatically happen. It's not like when I wake up this morning, you make it, you make a list of things that you're going to do, and like oh, here's all the helping good... old lady across the street, right? Like here's all the good things I'm going to do today. But you know, you don't even know what you got going on today. You're just you're just going about your day, and because of God's spirit inside of you. You know, you see, you see somebody just chilling by themselves that needs encouragement. Yeah. Um, or well, or an old lady about to cross the street, <laughs> and and you know, otherwise, if that if the spirit wasn't not saying that people can't just do good things on their own because there's people that that you know don't follow God that do good things all the time. Right. 
you know, but it's that spirit inside of you that, that, um, that compels you. Right. And that's the thing. That's why I think it's really cool that, you know, the, the example of, or the example of trees is given all throughout, like just, just natural things that we see around us is part of parables so often is because it's like, well, duh. Yeah. It makes sense. Um, a lot of the parables, but that's why I think we are compared to trees, you know, like it's, it's natural to see a fruit tree produce fruit. Yeah. You know, like that just reminded me of like Jesus going, guys, you can look at the sky and tell it's going to rain tomorrow. Right. But you, but you can't discern these simple things in the spirit. Right. You're so, you're so familiar with the physical because you live in it, but, and because you pour into that. Right, but but your spirit, you're 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 just babies in the spirit. Like right. you got to grow, and and that I mean it does require effort. Not not in that we're writing out our task list for the day, but that that we're being intentional about following him. That we're being intentional yeah. about hearing yeah. and being. You know, I think of uh, um, uh, Proverbs three five and six. Trust trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding, but in always acknowledge Him. Like yeah, you got to. There's a posture that has to happen for a believer of acknowledging God and all the things that are happening around you. Mm-hmm. Being able to see that you know the circumstance that God placed in front of you isn't just a random circumstance. You know, it's not just right. a a random thing that you happen to walk into today. It's something that God intentionally placed you in. Uh, so that he can, his spirit can live through you to that circumstance. Right. Would you say that, uh, how'd you begin to see that? Because... To see God in the, in the small things? In, in anything, in everything, because you just said, you know, God, Kyle just mentioned, you know, in, God gives us creation and simple things like trees and and to remind us of those things. But a lot, you know, I remember a time in my life where, you know, even if, even if you did pray or go to church or read your Bible, you still couldn't see or understand. Mm -hmm. And I think that has a lot to do with your environment because, uh, you don't begin to see God working in your life until you change your environment. Right. Like you don't. Uh, and I think you have to want those things too, right? Like he says, ask, seek, knock. Ask and it'll be given. Seek and you'll find. Knock and it'll be opened. Right. So, it, and that leads leads me to think about like, you know, a lot of times you say, well, I just, you know, don't have any motivation to work out or eat right or, you know, you're not. Yes. <laughs> Motivation doesn't lead to action. It's like, amen, brother. (laughs) Motivation doesn't lead to action. Action leads to motivation. So you got to do something. You can't just continue to sit in whatever you're sitting in. And if you're going deer hunting, what do you do? If you're going hunting or fishing, you know, you put on certain clothes, you make sure you smell a certain way, and you use certain tools and you get in a certain environment, you don't, you don't go deer hunting. You don't expect to kill a deer in the Walmart parking lot, right? So you can't expect... Funny story. (laughs) (laughs) You can't expect to find God in a place where he says, 
he's not, or that yeah, it can't just be a if, proclamation of your lips, right? So I know we're saying all these things, and 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 I remember being at a place in my life where you'd hear all these things, and you're like, yeah, you know, those things may be true, but they're not happening to me, and I don't know why. Hmm. So that leads me to where you have to have people around you that remind you of the environment and that put you in the environment to be able to see because. So this actually came up in a conversation in our group too. Uh, we're talking about how, when, when a new believer comes into a, a group, like where there's spiritual depth happening, a lot of times the people who, who are kind of guarding that group, cause you have to guard a group like that to, to keep that level of depth. Um, the response typically is, well, we got to guard this group. So let's, let's not, you know, let's, let's push this, this person who's in this mess out. Um, and it's, it's so contrary to the gospel, right? Like it would be like taking an infant and going and setting them down out in the middle of the street and walking away from them. Uh, well, that could happen just like with deer hunting. Like if, if you've never been deer hunting, you get around guys that that's all they do. And they got all the, you know, they get four different patterns of camouflage and got their wind mags and, and, uh, you know, climbing stands and calls and, and food plots. And you come out there with, you know, a green t-shirt and some army pants and you 410 shotgun. And you're like, man, this sucks. Yeah. <laughs> I don't, I feel out of place. So those guys could either help you out or they could make you, you feel like tool. inferior, you know, and sometimes that happens when you get in a group because everybody's having these deep conversations about stuff you don't understand and, and your immediate reaction is to withdraw. So mm-hmm. for those people that do have the understanding, you got to be careful not to just blow past people with right. your knowledge. That, that's, that's what I was getting at is that you, you, it's like leaving an infant out on their own. If like you think about the child rearing process, right? Like we wouldn't, we would never take an infant and just leave it out on its own to try to survive, to survive in that kind right. of environment. We would, we would guard them and, and make sure that we're putting the right things around them for growth. Make sure we're feeding them the right things. Make sure yep. that they're not like, like I'm not going to leave, uh, you know, a, a toddler on milk, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, right. like I'm not just going to breastfeed a child for the rest of his life. I would hope, you know, not. I've got to transition them over. I've got to teach them awkward. how to operate in those things. And I think that's discipleship. Um, and I think that's what we're called to. And we're kind of jumping off of the gospel right now into what comes next. But, but I think that's an important thing because we so often leave people there too. Well, that's, I think that's what happens with the sinner's prayer. You get somebody to pray a prayer, and, and you're like, yes, we, we won. We're done. And, See you in heaven, brother. <laughs> and then you tell them to come to Bible study, and they get in Bible study, and they're like, I ain't never heard none of this, and y'all are just kind of ignoring me. And, and it puts off the vibe of you don't really care. Right. Well, see, and that's About the thing. me, you just care about numbers. Pointing back to you. Right how many people you've saved. But that's the thing. Like that's, I'm, I mean, we even read about that in the gospel too, right? Like there was, there's difficult teachings. I mean, even Jesus himself said it, you know, there, whenever he's talking with people um, about, you know, drinking his blood and eating his flesh, they didn't understand it, but he did explain it to them. They just still didn't understand it. Um, 
and that's the thing is like we, for those who do believe and don't understand, take every step that you can to help explain it. But there's going to be things that we really just can't explain, and it's got to be one of those spirit things where the Holy Spirit just steps in and gives them, uh, gives them a glimpse into it. Um, but yeah, like we, you gotta, cause the next step after the gospel is discipleship. And I think that can be a full episode on itself in in and of itself. Uh, but yeah, so I agree. Like, yeah, that is all next step stuff. Don't make it about numbers. Don't make it about how many people you've brought into heaven. (laughs) Cause that's a, that's a, well, going back to what y'all read, it's not even the good you do isn't even you, you doing it as God in you. Right. Because all our goodness is as filthy rags. Because just like what we're going to talk about Sunday and what we talked about last Sunday and Job and Job, you know, Elihu and Job and David in Psalms mentions it several times. You know, you're, you come from dirt. Right. And it wasn't until God breathed his spirit into you that you were created into something. So, and you're going to return to dirt. Mm. So any, anything that comes out of you, because of God. And that seems a little humiliating to think, well, I'm just a pile of dirt, but it's actually a great thing. Cause if it was just all on you, we would all fall short. You know, that's seeing we would all miss the mark. Right. And just return back to dirt. Yep. Yep. Well, I think that's a, that's, that's a great conversation, man. Thank you for bringing that up. Can we do the discipleship yeah, discussion I think we next? Should. I think I think we should go into the next step. Yeah. So, in conclusion, how would you conclude it all, guys? I mean, I know why why you're saying what you're saying. Yeah. Um, know know who it is that you're talking to. Um, it's it's. I've come to the conclusion over the last couple of years. We we put together that serve acronym thing for the gathering. Uh, off of something we pulled out of a book and there's, there's a line in that that says value relationships over results. Yeah. And, um, I've circled back around to that and had an uneasiness in my spirit over that for the last year. And I think I finally come to the conclusion that it's not value relationships over results. It's value relationships and results. Yeah. Which is what it was originally. Um, we switched it because we wanted to put a priority on relationships. Yeah. Um, but the results are equally as important. Yeah. Um, we just gotta, we have to be intentional about the relationship side of things to make sure that the result is not overpowering or the relationship overpowering the result. Right. Yeah. You can, you can end up, uh, for, for, uh, better words, holding somebody's hand as they walk into hell. Right. If you value the relationship over the results, you know, you, you might not share the, the, the hard truth of the gospel of the good news. Right. Yeah. You know? And I think it just, it took a little bit of thinking and digging to get to that point. Um, but, um, but I, I, I believe a bunch that, of youngins outside uh, causing a ruckus. That we, we've got, we have to, we have to be careful about what we communicate. <laughs> So, <laughs> Kyle's done. Closing it out. We got to close it up. Kyle's out. John, what would you say? What is the gospel? Just your. The gospel to me is you were dead in your trespasses and sins. Christ went to the cross. God in man form 
to release his spirit to you because yours was dead. Um, you know, you're not going to be able to elevate or speech it. You're going to, you're going to have to walk through that with somebody meet them where they're at and communicate it clearly so that they understand that it's not just filling your head with Bible knowledge because that doesn't get anybody into heaven. Right. Um, it's, it's by faith. Um, and faith is the substance you say it because you've memorized it for the evidence of things not seen substance of things hoped for the evidence of things not seen yeah so it is um it is belief in action um we got to teach people to walk by faith and not by sight we got to teach them to to learn to hear god's voice but it's the work of the holy spirit that quickens their ear that's why we pray give them eyes to see give them ears to hear so if anybody ever listens to this and that is not a believer or that doesn't know anything about what we're talking about, I would encourage you to just try it because let's say you try and what's the worst thing that could happen if you did try? <laughs> right. You go to heaven? Is that such a bad thing? Or what if you don't try? I mean, there's a bigger consequence if you don't try <laughs> right. than if you do. And uh, not to you know, dumb any of this down, but it, it ain't easy, but it's pretty simple, you right. know, and it wasn't until I tried that I experienced God and, and the more of those victories he get, the realer he gets. And, uh, you know, you, nobody can take that from you Yep. and nobody can explain it to you until you have that experience. You won't find what you're not looking for. Amen. I don't know. I found random things before <laughs> <laughs> with my toes yeah. when I'm coming back to bed Legos. in the middle of the night. Oh. <laughs> no, just, you know, all kinds of stuff. Okay. Anyway, I well, vote I don't close it out because I kind of bought Yes. And ne- next time we're getting into discipleship. All right. Well, guys, you heard it. You heard it here first. Uh, not the good news. But this discussion. Um, so, if you did hear the good news for the first time here on this podcast, don't be scared to reach out. Uh, we'd love to talk to you more about it and uh, even talk about discipleship with you. Not through another podcast, but even one-on-one. Because uh, I think that's how discipleship happens best, is in community. Uh, but let's not get ahead of ourselves. So, anyway, I hope you guys have enjoyed this episode on the gospel. Uh, it's certainly been a fun one, um, and I think it's something that we all do need to take a, a closer look at because, you know, we can use catchphrases that culture and society doesn't know um, for deeper things than what culture and society believe they're actually about. So, um, yeah, think a little bit deeper about it. And uh, if you have any questions, comments, concerns, complaints... I don't know. Should we even offer up complaints? Of course. Okay. Well, if you have a complaint, reach out. We want to hear it. Um, but if you also have a topic that you want to hear us talk about, you can visit gatheringsurfcity.com slash WTP. Obviously, the WTP stands for Walking Together Podcast. What else could it stand for? Um, so, <laughs> it could stand for a lot of other things, but we're not even going to consider those. Walking Together okay. Podcast. So, (laughs) guys, we're going to end it here before we get too much further off the rails. Anyway, it's been another great episode. Looking forward to the next one. We will hang out with you again next week. So, talk to you soon. Later.
Dean Heaven, brother.